A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. 2 Peter 2's closing paragraph is teaching us why we should not engage with false teachers. It's presenting to us what false teachers do and what they are. We've seen so far that they are deceptively attractive, making all kinds of promises that deliver nothing in the end. They entice the vulnerable and they actually enslave to corruption. They are not harmless. And now, in verses 20 to the end of the chapter, Uh, Peter is explaining to us what false teachers are. I'm going to read from verse 20. It's Friday the 19th of February. For if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. Now this is uh, very interesting because it's describing what's really going on inside the false teachers because they look like Christians. And what we see here most interestingly is that they have had a real experience of Christianity. We've seen that they do come from inside the ostensibly evangelical church. That's why verse 20 says, for if after they have escaped the defilements of the world. So that's describing the pollution and corruption and darkness and error of the world, a world committed to uh, serving itself and rejecting uh, the authority of God. And they have apparently escaped that through the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And I want to reinforce that by saying that the word for knowledge is not just the word of knowing something as a fact, but knowing something by experience. Epignosis is the Greek word there. It's those who know things by real personal experience that leads to a true recognition of those, those things. And so it seems they have had a real experience of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Now we have to be careful how we interpret it at this point because we must always understand the Bible according to the Bible. We mustn't interpret one part of it that makes it sit at variance with another part of it. The Bible is completely consistent and if there is an apparent inconsistency, the problem is always in us. And so it would be wrong to say that they were once Christians and have lost their salvation, because the Bible is crystal clear that that cannot be the case. Those who are truly saved remain truly saved. The question is, who are truly saved? And it seems that these false teachers are presented in verse 20 as having had a real encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. They have experienced the truth of his person, They have engaged with that person in some way. Perhaps they've been members of a Christian union at university for several years. Perhaps they've been to a Bible study where the the truth has been really carefully and clearly and faithfully taught. But then we read in the second half of verse 20, they are again entangled in them and overcome. So once more, they've got mixed up, involved in the defilements of the world. 
Well, there are all kinds of reasons for that. It may be that uh, they were embarrassed uh, by the distinction that uh, being a Christian was placing uh, upon them amongst their workmates. I know people who've turned their back on the gospel for that reason. Or perhaps uh, they were haughty and proud and offended at the idea that Christianity brings us down to nothing in order to be accepted by Christ. Well, whatever it was, they have turned back. So it's a bit like a wine tasting, I guess. Not a wine tasting. If it's a real wine tasting, I understand that people spit out the wine you taste. You don't actually drink it. You taste it and then you spit it out. And so although you've had a real experience of the wine, it hasn't kind of gone into you. You have to buy a case and take it home and uh, drink it with your family to have that experience. And these are people who've never got past the tasting experience. And uh, that's why it finishes in verse 20 by saying the last state has become worse for them than the first. They are, in effect, in a worse condition because they've had an inoculation against the truth. They've had a real experience and they've turned their back on it. And that means that in the words of 2 Timothy 3.13, they go from bad to worse. They are being they are deceiving and being deceived. They're in a downward, vicious spiral. So they've had a real taste of evangelical Christianity, and they've deliberately turned away from it. And then the comment in verse 21, uh, Peter writes, for it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. Notice the two mentions of the gospel in that verse. The way of righteousness, that's the gospel. And secondly, the holy commandment, that also is the gospel. You know, all the way through uh, 2 Peter chapter 2, the gospel has been mentioned in different places. So in verse 1, it was uh, mentioned uh, the master who bought them. That's a description of the gospel. In verse 2, it's mentioned the way of truth. In verse 10, the gospel is mentioned authority. That's the revelation of God that comes to us and brings to us the gospel. In verse 15, it's mentioned forsaking the right way. So do you see the gospel is all along being referred to in this chapter? And it's twice referred to here in verse 21. And these are people who have genuinely understood the gospel. They have known it. Uh, and uh, jolly well knowing it, we might say, they have turned back from it. They've walked away from it. Now the tragic and terrifying thing is that that is the unforgivable sin. For what is unforgivable than the rejection of forgiveness? because that's what the gospel offers. The gospel offers forgiveness. And those who reject it, knowing it, and turn away from it, then indeed their last condition is worse than the first. It's a very horrible picture, isn't it, of the apostate false teachers, the apostasy, we might say, of false teachers. Those who have known the truth but have become re-entangled in the defilements of the world and as a result walked away from the gospel. We're going to learn one more thing about their nature tomorrow. Heavenly Father, what a chilling 
picture you give us of what's going on with false teachers. We pray that we would understand this and really uh, be shocked that uh, uh, such a terrible uh, condition can uh, come to people who would know the truth and turn away from it. And Father, we pray that you would guard us, you would keep us, you would fix our hearts on your gospel, you would fix our commitment to your written word, and you would fill our hearts with a love for you and that wonderful truth that saves. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.